Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Diff, where we talk about the people, the projects, and the inner workings of Facebook open source. So if it sounds like we're not in a recording studio right now, it's because we're not. We're live at F8, Facebook's annual developer conference, and this is our first live broadcast. So this is my fourth F8, um, and every year I come here, I kind of get a deeper appreciation of why I like it so much. As a developer advocate, I interact with the developer community a lot, but it, a lot of times it's online, um, you know, through GitHub or various chat channels and those sorts of things. F8 is a place where I actually get to meet developers face-to-face, -face, listen to their pain points, listen to their problems, and actually, you know, interact with them on a sort of a personal level, and that's really cool. And um, another thing we got to do at F8, right, we get to talk about all the cool projects that Facebook Open Source is doing now and we're looking to do in the future. One of, one of, the, one of the things that is really happening at Facebook that in a big way is around Python. So Python is huge at Facebook in many areas, things like production engineering and, and elsewhere. And it's in large part to my two guests here um, who work in the Python space. So for our first live broadcast, I'd like to welcome software engineers Lisa Roach and John Reist. Um, thank you so much for joining us today on this first ever live broadcast of The Diff. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Indeed. So you two just got finished with your session, Facebook Loves Python and Python Loves Facebook. Um, so I want to talk a little bit and extend that a little bit with this podcast. So, but first, can you both tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Facebook? Maybe we could start with you, Lisa. Sure. Uh, so I'm a production engineer at Facebook. John and I both work on the Python Foundation team. I've been at Facebook for about two years, and our role is focusing on enabling developers who work in Python at Facebook to be able to develop as quickly and as easily as possible. And in my free time, I work as a core developer for the CPython language, so I tend to get pretty deep into the Python open source community whenever I can. Hi, and so I'm also a production engineer. Uh, I've been at Facebook for almost seven years now. Uh, previously, I was on a team called Everstore, where it's a petabyte-level uh, petabyte storage system for photos and videos and other content. And so primarily there, I was writing Python services as automation and monitoring systems to make sure that the system was healthy, making sure data was replicated, things like that. And I actually switched to Python Foundation last year um, in order to help build some of the developer tools that I really wanted to have when I was on Everstore, and um, hoping for you know having that wider impact on Facebook in general. So given that we're at F8, um, I want to ask you, what do you think of the conference thus far? Have you seen anything interesting? Is it like a new experience? Anything fun that the audience might want to hear about? Sure. So I. I'm personally, you know, a huge Oculus fanboy. So uh, it was, uh, I've been really looking forward to the Quest and Rift S, and it was really cool seeing uh, that finally be unveiled. And I, I had to put my pre-order in, like, literally as the keynote's still going. So um, that, that's what I've been personally most excited about. But otherwise, it's, you know, really nice seeing how many people are here and kind of like the level of energy. 
Yeah, I've actually been really excited that F8 is including talks about Python and sort of expanding beyond. I always thought of it as a mobile developers conference kind of focused more on mobile development. But now it seems like we're being able to grow it and touch more people in the developer community. And I'm really excited about that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I pushed for that really hard. I wanted Python to be a core piece of this F8, so I'm glad it happened. Um, so is this your first time, like, presenting at F8, like, um, and how was that experience for you? Like, was it nerve-wracking? Was it fun, you know? Yeah, it, it was my first time presenting at F8. It's my first time at F8, so it's been pretty cool. It's really exciting to see all the stuff that Facebook's able to put on. Um, it was also my first time going to a conference where they actually did my hair and makeup, so that was very exciting. And I've spoken at a lot of conferences, so top top-notch right now. They get big big points for that. <laughs> well, sadly, I don't have enough hair for them to make up. So um, uh, for me, I guess it's not that much different uh, from a lot of other developer conferences other than the topics. Like, uh, this is my first F8 primarily because in the past there just hasn't been really that much focused on Python or like back-end infrastructure as much. Um, but like size-wise, it seems c comparable to like PyCon or things like that. But mm -hmm. Obviously better because it's Facebook, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's get into Python a little bit. So Lisa, Facebook is a very programming language diverse company, right? So we have Hack and we use Haskell, we use Java, C++, and Python is on that list, right, uh, mm -hmm. of like the major languages that we use. Why, why is Python a core part of Facebook and, and, why, and our usage there, and why are we such an integral part in that community? Well, obviously, I'm a bit of a fan of Python, so I have lots of positive things to say about it. <laughs> um, I think the, the biggest benefit of using Python is just how easy to use it is. Yeah. So if you're a developer who worked as an engineer at a different company, knows other languages, coming into Python is super easy for you to pick up. So if you're joining a team that has tools in Python, you don't have to spend a lot of time relearning a new language like you would if maybe you were going from Java to C++ maybe. Uh, it's pretty quick to turn up. It's also super quick to iterate on. So as we're growing and scaling, it's so important for us to be able to update our code bases to keep up with the changes that are coming at us. Having Python be a language that you can iterate so quickly in production and grow and be so easy to work with, it just makes scaling a lot simpler. So even though it's not always the fastest language, it's probably the fastest to develop on, and that goes a long way for us. Excellent. So John, you created a project that we recently released called Bowler, which basically allows you to do automatic code refactoring with Python. What was the impetus for that project, and did you consider any? Were there any alternatives available before you did that? Sure. So, uh, Bowler was actually my quote hack a month project as I was joining Python Foundation. Um, so, we were really looking for a project that was something I could complete within like the time frame of a month. And actually, it wasn't the first thing we were planning on making. We were planning on kind of building a better linter tool. But there actually ended up being somebody else uh, on a different team at Facebook that was, at the time at least, working on that same sort of goal. So we tried to like step back and see you know, what other sort of opportunities are there. And kind of very closely related to that is, is the topic of code modification, um, which, if you play the cards right, can also be part of your linter. Like if you have lint rules, it's things you look for and you know, potential changes you want to make to it. Uh, so, like the, the code mod tool, like we really wanted something that um, fit use cases that weren't already there, but we also wanted something that would be built 
more closely on, on the upstream libraries in CPython. So it's built on top of um, lib2 to 3, which provides the concrete syntax tree. But we also wanted to kind of like merge in the nice query syntax from Hack AST, which is the code mod tool that other teams built for Hack. So we really wanted to kind of like replicate that style of like fluent APIs and um, queries and modifications uh, as something that was available to Python developers. And so at least at the time that we were looking, there weren't other tools like that. Um, since then, I've heard other companies have um, built similar tools. And I'm actually interested to go to a talk at PyCon uh, later this week where somebody talks about doing exactly the same thing. Um, but I, I can't remember exactly which Bay Area company it's from, but I was quite amused by the talk, talk description. Um, but, but really, yeah, it was like we wanted to you know, implement that sort of like query-based refactoring on top of uh, a foundation of open source projects. It'd be interesting to know if that project that you're going to hear about was developed after yours came out, or if it, it was always in the works and now it's coming out into the open. Yeah, that might be the first time I go up to a microphone uh, for a talk Q&A and say, you know, did, did you see my project? It looks exactly <laughs> like yours. Yeah, I, I guess that, you know, yours is open source, so they can kind of do maybe what they yeah. kind of want with it. So. There are plenty of uh, refactoring tools for Python. Some of them are, are built on similar tools, but um, a lot of them have like forked lib2 to 3 out of CPython and then made a series of heavy modifications, whereas we really wanted to try and stay true to the upstream. And you know, ideally, we wanted to contribute uh, any improvements that we made back to the upstream library as well. Yeah, cool. So Lisa, you presented at F8, obviously, um, with John. And now, right after this, maybe even tonight, you're heading to Cleveland to go to PyCon. Um, so what are you seeing as like, some of the cool things happening in Python lately, both like, at Facebook and in the community at large? And maybe what are you expecting to see at PyCon? Maybe you're going to expect to see a lot of cool new stuff. Or, yeah. So I'm always pretty excited about the efforts around trying to speed Python up. So as you know, the biggest sort of pain point within Python is the gill, which makes it so hard to make Python code run quickly. So there's been lots of efforts going on in the community for a while trying to figure out how we can get around it or fully get rid of it. There's Larry Hastings, the Galectomy, which you can go see. In the past couple years, he's given talks at PyCon on the Galectomy, which is actually taking the gill fully out of Python. So it's a really challenging project, something he's been working on for years. So it's always pretty cool to see the potential there. There's also another uh, interesting kind of branch of this where people are working on creating sub-interpreters. So instead of having one single interpreter that runs all of Python, you'd actually have sub-interpreters, oh, wow. each with their own kind of mini gills within them. Yeah. So these are two uh, open source efforts that are going on that I always am interested to follow along with and see how it's going. They'll, they'll definitely be discussed at PyCon. Uh, internally at Facebook, we have kind of ideas around similar sort of stuff. There's multiple teams experimenting with different ways to speed up Python and get around the gill or try to make things move a little bit better. Uh, if any of those come to fruition, I expect they will be upstreamed or attempted to be upstreamed. Yeah. But obviously, any of these changes are extremely uh, breaking changes. It would definitely be Python 4 is now you know, the right. sub-interpreted Python. It would be very different. So it would be, it's interesting to see if someone does come up with a solution to this problem and how that ends up 
being accepted within the community. So I'm always have my eye on that. Are these types, like these new solutions, are these things that different people collaborate on together or they come out of sort of siloed needs and then they get together and collaborate? Uh, no, so at least in terms of the core developers, the two kind of galactomy and subinterpreters, they're definitely things that people are working on in tandem with each other. Yeah. Um, and then within Facebook, it's kind of more siloed where teams are like, we've figured out a way to speed up our code by doing this thing and they realized if they can expand it, you could speed up all of Python and all the code. So we're trying to find which one works best and the, the really the correct solution essentially between all these projects to see who kind of wins out with the fastest best new version of python but i think we're still a ways away from that it's just kind of fun to see the discussions happen because they do happen with a lot of people there's a lot of opinions excellent mm -hmm. so john um facebook's released quite a bit of Python-related projects lately in, in open source. Obviously, like our big one is PyTorch, right? Our machine learning framework. But uh, we've released other projects in sort of the development tool chain, right? We talked about Bowler. We have Pyre, which is like our really fast type checker. We have PTR, which is our Python test runner. Are you seeing Facebook as like trying to provide sort of an end-to-end -end development tool chain for folks, you know, and open sourcing those so that, you know, there's like a one-stop shop place that people can go to do Python development? Or you know, are you seeing like, well, maybe we're just doing these out of need, and if a tool chain comes in, in then that's sort of secondary? Yeah, so uh, the way things tend to work at Facebook is more along the lines of uh, people who find a very specific need or a gap in tooling will kind of try to fill that gap as they can or, or create new systems. And so there's a lot of aspects where we have different teams focused on different pieces of the Python ecosystem kind of doing their own thing. Um, but I don't think we really we have like a grand unified theory of, of Python development here. Um, like most of the tools we've open sourced have all addressed individual needs from those teams. Um, and like hopefully they provide just as much value to the community as they provide to us. Um, this is like one of the best parts of the Python community is the fact that so many of these tools exist. There's a, a diversity of, of options that tend to be mostly independent and fit together. And so it's like, like we can look at things like editors, like there's PyCharm and VS Code and so forth. They are all excellent Python editors. And they also fill you know, different roles for different people. So like, there's a lot of cases where I can imagine us building like, a comprehensive set of tools. But um, for the way that the Python community tends to work, I would expect or hope that these tools would be mostly independent from, the, from each other. And like, we could provide solutions for the entire range of like, development, developer needs, but not necessarily design them all in a way where it forces people into you know, one silo of using, for instance, like the Facebook tools versus the non-Facebook tools. Like, like imagine like Pyre and MyPy. They provide the same thing, yeah. but they don't necessarily require you to use other pieces of, of our inf infrastructure. So you could possibly cobble together like you know certain pieces yeah. from Facebook, certain pieces from somewhere else, and get your own development tool chain that you want that's custom to you that feels good for you and. We would never like even in the three projects that I mentioned. It's like they're not you, none depend on one another yeah. in order to do Python development. We can kind of see this with uh, VS Code itself, which uh, pioneered the the Piles, the Python language server, 
Uh, this was something that we integrated within NewClyde, um, and now with you know the the unfortunate news around NewClyde, as as people start to move out to other things, um, this this is that sort of piece that like fills the gap, and that's not necessarily something that we need to take the time to like re-implement our, our own way. Like this is something that that all people can share for all their editors. Like I've seen people who have integrated piles into Vim, which uh, like that in itself can provide a bunch of uh, you know interesting opportunities. So there's a lot of cases where it's like we we benefit from these other tools that other people uh, build, and we can also build interesting tools on top of those. And so it's really a combined ecosystem, I think. Um, so before we end the podcast, I know I mentioned you both are going to PyCon. Is there any workshop or talk you want to sure. mention? So um, I, I, th I think it's already at capacity, but there's a sponsored workshop this Thursday um, that's building uh, or talking about building friendly and modern async I.O. processes. Um, I will hopefully be providing the slides and resources afterwards. Um, everything in the talk is based off of open source uh, example projects that I'll have on my own personal GitHub repository. Uh, and hopefully the slides will be acceptable to post online just like my past talks. So um, I think that's probably the thing that I would uh, push the most. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Lisa, you're, you're just going. I'm just coasting this year, yeah. Yeah, I, that's awesome. I'm really excited to have my first PyCon in a few years where I'm not giving a talk. I'm yeah. just going to relax and enjoy the ride. Something to be said about <laughs> that for sure. So, <laughs> All right, so I want to thank you both, Lisa and John, for joining us on this first ever live podcast. Um, and I want to give a special thanks to the audience who sat here and listened to the podcast as well. So I'm glad we learned a lot about Python, some of the open source projects we have, um, and where we think it might be heading, some of the cool solutions that are coming up. And I just want to reiterate, like, reason why I wanted Python at F8, because Python is really a big deal at Facebook and is used in many, many ways to serve like, both our internal engineers and help our global community as well. So yeah, Python's, Python's big. So I really appreciate the time for both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hi, this is Joel Marcy, creator and host of The Diff. If you liked what you heard today, tell your friends. Like it, share it, review it. Get us heard. Learn more about our program at opensource.facebook.com. And if the content you heard today or from any of our podcasts piqued your interest, check out facebook.com careers to learn more about the challenges we're solving in running an open source program at scale. I'm out.